0: of greetings to you and welcome to Happily Ever Teaching, where we help you enthrall your learners in every subject under the sun using the best teaching method known to science, storytelling. To do this, we feature special guest educators who are passionately keen for your children to become amazing and successful human beings. I am storyteller Chip Cahoon and with me this week is...
1: Hi, I'm Bex. And I'm a primary school teacher from Cambridgeshire, I've experienced teaching across the age range, being a deputy head and I'm also the curriculum and teaching and learning lead and I have the privilege of training and releasing the next generation of teachers as well.
0: And today we are exploring learning outcomes in religious education with this week's folktale from Japan. You can listen to the story by downloading our sister podcast, Fables and Fairy Tales, or search our website, epictales.co.uk, for The Underwater Kingdom. There you'll find a video of me telling the story that you can share with your children. And if you sign up as an Epic Educator, you'll also get a copy as an e-book or paperback illustrated by Winnie the Witch's very own Corky Paul, as well as the full audiobook for you to download at any time, and even some tips for telling the story yourself. Right now, though, let's continue our discussion with Bex here. Well, let's finish it off. We're finishing it off with religious education. Ah, now, I wasn't expecting this, Bex, so <laughs> tell me. How are you looking at religious education with Hiroshima?
1: Well, I, I was thinking a lot about, um, again, going back to um, Japanese culture and Japanese um, mm. and the different faiths that might be um, present in Japan and comparing and looking at those in more detail because the children in, in, okay. um, in school need to have, by the time they leave us in primary school, they need to have had an awareness of the kind of six major faiths and then um, also what other faiths are in the world, particularly of the mm. cultures that they're looking at through story. And I think, again, as we keep saying stories such a great way into exploring things that might be the same about a different culture and also things that might be different and um, so i was thinking yeah. about okay how do they celebrate a wedding in japan because um they celebrated an underwater wedding mm-hmm. in um the dragon palace how do they celebrate weddings on land in japan how would and even with your smaller children we could look at how do you celebrate how would you have celebrated the underwater wedding what would that have been like um mm. so just thinking about um weddings um and about um particularly you've again linking back to our history and geography you've got weddings now weddings in the past and um, so just yeah. really thinking about the different faiths and um how they celebrate different parts of life and i guess with that you can explore and um, death because obviously mm-hmm. yurashima has gone through it will have gone Through loss, because part of his family will have um, passed away in seven, unless they've survived for seven hundred years. But I think it's a a Mm -hmm. good—you're going to need to um, recognize that that's part of the story that you're telling in this. That he's lost his—he has gone through loss with his family not being there anymore, and those people that are surrounding him. So again, you can look Mm at about death, and I think it's really important that children look at grieving and death in a safe way um and again we say through story is so safe they're looking at it through somebody else's eyes so um how would we celebrate death in japan how would we celebrate how do we celebrate i don't mean celebrate death i mean celebrate someone's life um and yes, in yeah. and in our culture as well and comparing the the faith of people in japan to the faiths of people in our local area i think would just be really really interesting for the children and it's good to mm. look at things that the children are familiar with already particularly our younger children's so they're familiar with Most of them have either seen or been to a wedding Mm. and a christening or have been, maybe have had younger brothers or sisters. So how do all those things, how are all those things celebrated in our culture and how are all those things celebrated in Japanese culture and what's the same and what's different? So I think I'd look at uh, really a real great opportunity to explore um, faith about lots of different elements of life and how different faiths respond to those
0: And how it can also be the glue that um, ties today with yesterday, because, again, going back to when you're looking at the changes in time in different parts of the world, there are still going to be traditions that um, have been... Kept there by the various religions that people still, you know, hold to. I mean, weddings are a great mm. one, really, aren't they? Because people have are still getting married yeah. today when they've been getting married for hundreds and hundreds of years, um, and a lot of that is thanks to the religions mm. that still hold marriage in such high esteem. So, helping children to get a sense of the the history behind these fantastic institutions Mm. and what they mean to people. Definitely worth exploring.
1: And it would be great like if you're um if you're able to to have like an English wedding and a Japanese wedding in your in your class I, I did that once a, mo- a, a model yeah one, a model yeah. one not a real one yeah um I did that one with my class <laughs> once when we were looking at Cinderella and just having and the local vicar came in and conducted a fake wedding ceremony for oh, the well. children It was just amazing <laughs> just that whole and then you could get your we could get the underwater feast in that I really I talked about yes. I think it was yesterday
0: yeah well you could have an underwater wedding and you then then you could have uh, in in just one week you could have an english feast a japanese feast and an underwater feast and there you go. <laughs> <laughs> Three different types of wedding but, but i
1: think i think again re is something that um for as a teacher it's it can be such a big subject to teach but it's so so important yeah. um and again that can be one that is either um easy to give to someone else as well, your cover teacher, perhaps but actually it's it explores so many really, really important issues, and I think we should be yeah. making sure that we take every opportunity to teach it well and through through story is a really really easy way to look at some quite difficult um subjects but I like that I like what you said about actually lots of things, so the fact that there will still be weddings like helps Hiroshima, mm-hmm. even in seven hundred years, there's still something Very the same true, yeah. happening.
0: There'll be something that he yeah. can recognise and make Jockey's yes. memory to get that sequel that yes, you were talking exactly. about last week. <laughs> <laughs> what a lovely note to end it on. That's all we have time for today, folks, and indeed this story. Let's get dried off properly now. If you try out any of these ideas, or if you'd like us to help you teach a topic you are soon to cover with your young learners, let us know on social media using teachhappily, or leave us a review using your favourite podcast app. Please also share this podcast with your colleagues and help us start a story-led revolution in classrooms around the world so children everywhere can learn in a way that's effective, memorable and enjoyable all at the same time. We'll be back next week with a brand new story to help you and your young learners celebrate Fairtrade Fortnite. But right now, it only remains for us to say cheerio and we hope to hear your story soon. So, cheerio. cheerio! And we hope to hear your story soon.